in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on, welcome all to the Air Raid Podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And the Texas Tech Red Raiders have eclipsed five wins as they have beaten the Kansas Jayhawks 41 to 14. Uh, we had a regular Kansas week, ladies and gentlemen, so that is fantastic. So because of that, I had to bring on my boy, Jeremy Gillen. What's going on, Jeremy? Nothing like having a pod to yourself and your buddy Dylan predicting all of these things to come to fruition and none of it uh, really ending up the way we expected it to. But this is a 5-2 and two Texas Tech team, and uh, it's hard to complain. That's right. I mean, we're 5-2. and two. I, can't, I can't complain. I know a lot of... Fans were being really weird about this this, this game. This is a very yeah. weird game from the fan base because um, I don't know how you can win a game by what is it? You win a win a game. You end up winning a game by uh, uh, twenty seven points, and yet fans are not happy because they wanted you to <laughs> be embarrassed and get fired. Like I don't, mm-hmm. it's, it's really weird. Like a tech fan base, you got to do better. Like we beat a team. Be a team pretty soundly. I would argue that this is one of the best. The West Virginia game was pretty impressive. Uh, this is probably second, right? Like, Tech played a sound game from start to finish. Uh, well, start to almost finish, I should say. But um, I, I, have, I have very few complaints. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, aside from the 14 points that Kansas got there in the last minute, of uh, playtime. Real garbage, real garbage time. Stuff. I mean, you're talking <laughs> real garbage time. For all intents and purposes, it was, uh, you know, for the first team, it's a shutout. And so it's a really good performance by all parties. Um, I think something we were concerned about early on uh, was Jason Bean. And I think that Texas Tech did actually a, a substantial job at keeping him from doing what all mobile quarterbacks like to do uh, against Texas Tech and is have their best, have a career game. And I think that we were able to mitigate that for Bean, who I, I, I actually respect as a quarterback. And Dylan and I talked a lot about how, you know, he's the best quarterback that Kansas has had in a while. And so it was just, that was an actual threat that I think we w- walked in and it actually took care of. Yeah. I mean, you kept held being to less than a hundred yards total, right? 80 yards passing 14 yards rushing. Um, and I think that was, so for, for me, I wasn't on the preview pod, but I did end up uh, kind of saying my piece in the rock chalk pod. Um, and I talked about the bean Neil combo, right? And the bean Neil combo, very similar to the Duggan Evans combo combo, which is very similar to the Casey Thompson, B. John Robinson combo at Texas. So, like, I was worried about that combination and the fact that they'd be able to just run all over us. And they weren't. I mean, at the end of the day, the defense really played really well in this, uh, uh, able to kind of attack both Bean and Neal. Um, I will say that I don't think Kansas did what they needed to do in this game to actually have some success, right? They didn't kind of follow the playbook of uh, that Texas and TCU followed of just ramming it down our throats. They tried to get cute. Try to try to pass the ball, especially early on, and it just wasn't yep. working. Try to pay, have some outside runs, and that's actually, if anything, t- uh, ask Houston. That is the Tech's strength. We are a fast defense. We are not a very physical defense. We are a fast defense, um, and the defense, you know, they were able to get off the field. I think that's number one, right? We've talked all year about how the defense has struggled, and early in the season it was fourth downs. They couldn't stop a fourth down to save their lives. Then again, especially against Texas TCU, third downs they were getting gashed. And this game, they were able to get off the field and give the ball back to the offense. Yeah, just a market improvement in a lot of categories, especially when it shows up on the on the team sheet. Um, but I do want to at least I'm going to sprinkle some caution on it uh, outside of the it's Kansas thing. Um, 
not a lot of difference in the scheme. So continuing that three-man front, which we've complained about a lot, and I'm hesitant because it worked against Kansas. Now Patterson's really going to lean into it like, oh, we got it. It's back. It's, it's working again. Well, I'll say this. It's not the front that bothers me. Right, like the like the 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 scheme itself, the 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 three four or three three five. Sometimes you play scheme itself isn't isn't a problem. A lot of teams in our league do this same type of defense. It's yeah. so I and I'll compare our defense a lot to Iowa State. I think that's probably the closest defense like similarities as far as scheme we can get. Iowa State blitzes like they they throw guys at us uh, when we mm-hmm. play them. It's not like they don't just sit back and let whatever happens happens. I think the problem with the scheme is is that we don't apply any pressure. We drop eight a lot. We dropped yeah. eight a way too much. I think that's the problem. In this game against Kansas, we didn't drop eight as much as we, we did the week before against TCU. Right? Yeah. We saw I saw Schooler blitz quite a few times in this game. Uh, we, we we got a chance to see multiple linebackers in the backfield. Krishan Mayweather, I thought, had a fantastic game, and a lot of it was because <clears> he was he was coming off the edge quite a bit. And it, it seemed like a coaching staff that saw tape, saw what we were talking about as far as being, being such a mobile quarterback and said, you know what, let's mitigate that. Right, okay, so you did see some improvement. I did, yeah. I saw some market improvement on defense, but that's. But at the same time, like it's stuff that I would expect anytime you're playing a mobile quarterback. I don't know why this is the first time we've seen it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why this is the first time Keith Patterson was like, "Hey, that that quarterback can run. We probably should do something about that." Um, but I, you know, I so I did see a little bit something better on defense. I don't think we just dropped eight each time, but at the same time, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that the coaching staff just doesn't respect Bean as a passer. I do think Bean's a better passer than that. I think we should respect. I mean, I don't think Bean's some scrub, but I mean, let's be let's be real. If we're comparing Bean to Casey Thompson and Max Duggan, like I just did, Max Duggan and Casey Thompson are much much better passers than Jason Bean is. Even yeah. though I still think Jason Bean's a, like you like y'all said, better best quarterback Kansas has had in a while. I would still take Duggan and Thompson over him. And so I, I think that with your hesitancy as far as saying that this is you know Kansas and Bean and et cetera. Yes, they were able to rush a little bit more, but, it's, but I think it has more to do with the fact that they just don't trust Bean as a passer as much as the other two. Now we'll see next week we got Kansas State, which yeah. Kansas State, Skylar Thompson is a lot like Max Duggan. Virtually, I've been comparing the two of them a lot for, mm-hmm. for a while now. He's a guy that can throw the ball a little bit better. Do we see us revert back or do we still start, see, start to see some blitzes? Are you asking me, or are you just kind of like throwing that into the ether for us to both? Think about? I mean, as I, I don't know, I don't know. It, it's weird, but so let me ask you. Look, this. Well, is I'll this... answer it semi. I'll answer yeah. it semi, and you can follow up with that question because I'm thinking about it. It's like if we had a similar scheme that we played Kansas that you've picked up and observed that was effective because we weren't dropping so many people back. If we even use this um, variation against TCU in Texas, we still may be five and two. But I think I would be a lot more confident in the five and two than the five and two we have now. If that makes sense. I think the reason why us as fans aren't confident in five and two, right? Like, like this is probably the most depressing five and two fan base in the country, right? Yes. Oh, I yeah. think it's it's simply because I mean our two losses have been really bad losses, right? Like it's not like this, I think if we end up. I, mind you, I predicted Tech would be five and two at this point. Like it doesn't surprise sure. me that Tech is five and two right now. This is what I expected from this Texas Tech team. Man, yeah, um, but but I didn't ex- different approach. Yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't expect a five touchdown loss to Texas. I didn't expect getting an even worse beat down in my opinion at home against TCU. And not only that, but of those two, you also had a game against SFA. Right? You only win that game by five points. If not for a fourth down stand, you probably lose to an FCS team. So I think yeah. that's the reason why that though we're five and two. 
you know, it's it's a very cautious five and two, I think. And we're gonna have the preview pod later this week. We're once again in a situation <laughs> where Texas Tech has a lot to prove in their upcoming game where they can prove that, hey, we are better than our <laughs> – we can mm-hmm. actually show that we are a pretty good team for the third time this season. The last two times when we had a chance to prove how good a team we were, didn't go so hot. So, uh, <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about next week. But so far, so good. This last game, once again, Tech has got us back on the bandwagon. Really impressive showing. You're on the bandwagon. I'm kind of walking alongside. Walking alongside. Well, I'll say, I mean, Tech played a good game. I, I, I know it's Kansas, and I think a lot of people have trepidation because it's Kansas. But let's face it, last two years against Kansas ain't been ain't been the best. I'm, I'll take it. Well, and there's my uh, mark for, like, when you're talking about the historicity of Matt Wells, like his his consistency is how he's playing all these different teams. This is a big win for Matt Wells Yeah. to go out and smack a Kansas team that has given him trouble and shouldn't yeah. be giving him trouble. And so that's a win in itself for sure. Well, it's not just that. Like I said, I mean, we struggled against SFA, right? And actually, even in this game, I got, look, let's talk about the defense for a second. Yeah. A shutout through three and a half quarters, right? After yep. what we just saw last week, a shutout through three and a half quarters. I don't care who they're playing. Mm. That is good, right? That is good. We've seen it. This defense has given up points to SFA, given up points to Floyd International. Mm. Having a shutout for three and a half quarters, I do. And they said on the broadcast, like, it doesn't matter who you're playing. That's impressive. And they, yeah. re- they were really impressive for three and a half quarters. Right. Um, it felt like a lot more cohesiveness. It felt like everybody studied up on tape. It felt like everybody was on the same page. It didn't appear. And again, I'm, we're going to continue. The asterisk is just over the whole pod. It's Kansas, we know. Um, but we did not look like a team that was struggling through a lot of key injuries. And I think that's really impressive. Kind of reminds us back to the West Virginia def- like the West Virginia game, where we played, unlike we had all these injuries, which we had, and that's what kind of helped seal us a, 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 a impressive victory for a number of reasons. And so, kind of seeing that same cohesiveness, it's what you want to carry over into the big games, <laughs> till yeah. next week. Uh, and so, hopefully, this kind of jives the team together. Seeing people like Taylor Dimerson uh, uh, step up and get that turnover. Seeing people like Morgan Stern. Um, step in there and, and kind of get a lot more reps than he's been getting lately. Um, you know, seeing Boyer Randall get in there and get some big tackles. I mean, seeing this cohesiveness and this whole next man up uh, thing that they keep talking about, it, it, that's encouraging. That's good to see, and it gives me hope, a, a sliver of hope going forward. Yo, shout out to Taylor Demerson. Dadrian Taylor Demerson has been so good in our second day. He was everywhere. He yeah. was everywhere. He's look. I, I know we usually do this late in the podcast, but he's my player, defensive player of the game. He was oh, okay. incredible. Got the interception. <laughs> not only did he, I'm gonna steal that from you before you even get to it. Not only did he get the interception, but he was almost any play that that was in the secondary for uh, uh, Bean. It was. I felt like it was a deflection from Taylor Demerson. He was absolutely fan. Actually, yeah, I'm seeing the stats right now. He had two pass deflections, three tackles. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. He was fantastic. Kinda I cool. think he's really yeah. stepped up. After some of the injuries, when, when the second Muddy Waters went down, we said, who's going to be that guy to step up? And it's yeah. been him ever since. And he's been mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I will say that this was also the second largest margin of victory – or margin of defeat that Kansas had all year, right? More than yeah. the one they had against Baylor. 
more than that one they had against ranked Coastal Carolina that has not lost a game this year. Um, so it's 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 I, I still think this is a I know everybody is saying oh well it's Karen so it doesn't matter. It doesn't can we just be happy like God Lee? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> again the most impressive five and two fan base there is. Yeah, goodness gracious. Um, but so defense was very impressive. I already shouted out my player of the game. Do you have anyone else you want to shout out? I really enjoyed Tyree Wilson in this game. I think Tyree Wilson did a, uh, probably the best job along the line outside of maybe like Devin Drew stepping up, who who has had an impressive last couple of games. Who, um, But Tyree Wilson, two big tackles for losses, just really managed his portion of the line throughout the game, just felt like a, a, a stout presence. And it was just, he was obvious to me the whole game, right? And so for me, I was like, I mean, this guy, he's, he's, I'm noticing him and he's on the line. So I'm going to have to remember that for, for our pod on Sunday. Is this the first time we've mentioned the defensive ends all year? I think you so. You just mentioned two of them. You just I, mentioned I both of my DNs. Is this the first time we mentioned them all year? They got Big pressure. Game. They both played well. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, uh, I mean, all in all, a really, really good game. Probably the best defensive game we've had all year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, look, Kansas is a well-coached team. right? The talent's not all the way there, but they are a well-coached team. Um, and we saw what happens whenever the talent gets even close. At the end of the game, Tech looked pretty foolish, right? <laughs> when the when the twos yeah. and threes came in, it was pretty it was pretty rough. It's, um, it's but the first team came went out there and ha- and they handled business and and uh, uh, you know I forty one to fourteen is a lot better than sixteen to thirteen. I'll say uh, that much. Take um, yeah, I'll take it. So let's switch to the offensive side of the ball. So Henry Columbia came here. I'm gonna say something. Henry Columbia didn't have a great game. Yeah, I just, Columbia didn't have a great game. That interception was pretty bad. A bad decision. <laughs> bad decision. Uh, bad th- under threw the ball. Easy undercut for the Kansas defender. But even if you take that that interception away, just n- not great touch on the ball for Henry Columbia in this game. Uh, didn't love didn't love him. And then you have Donovan Smith come in, and he looked great. <laughs> so Donovan Smith looked fantastic. I felt like Columbia, it looked like Columbia wasn't necessarily worried about this game. He wasn't as locked in. So Donovan Smith, who's been kind of like sitting further down the depth chart, when Shuck comes out, Smith moves up, and now we're playing, you know, now he's getting a lot more. Like, we saw him kind of running in at at the this, I don't know what kind of formation they're calling it, but they're throwing him in, and it's an obvious, okay, he's either going to keep it and run or he's going to hand it off and run. Like, he's not going to pass the ball. And seeing Donovan Smith come in and start to get some actual reps as a quarterback uh, was impressive. And I think he really locked in on that and thought, okay, if they want me to, you know, if this is the time I'm going to get to throw the ball, I'm going to throw the ball. <laughs> His I, passes I'm gonna throw look it. good. I'm going to throw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he was good. I also, But I do think that what, what ended up happening, especially in the second quarter, uh, whenever this game was really starting to kind of seem like, okay, this is going to be a nice, easy tech win. Uh, I feel like the staff just put, yeah. they wanted, like, let's put stuff on tape. Let's start putting things on tape. So that's when you saw, started seeing Donovan Smith pass the ball more because now – when we play Kansas State next week, or you know Oklahoma later in the Iowa State later in the year, Don, it's not right. an obvious running situation with Donovan Smith. He could run it, he could pass it. We don't know. You started. This is a perfect week to put things on tape. So when so now when when Kansas State watches film, ah dang, this Donovan this number this Donovan Smith guy, he's yeah. not just a runner. He can actually throw that thing. Uh, we got it. We can't just go. We can't just attack the run. We can't put eight in the box when he's that quarterback. And that's just going to open that up whenever he does come in. So that's you know I'm not a fan mm-hmm. of the two quarterback system. I'm not a fan of it. But but Donovan Smith's a hell of a quarterback. I I do like him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the more he plays, I I do get excited for it. But like I said, uh, uh, but it was fun to see him in this game. I don't know. And when he I know we're talking about his 
passing only, but when he runs, he runs. You see, oh, you see that hit stick? Yes, it's beautiful. That it was, was the. Beautiful. Do you realize who that was? Uh, who was it? Who was the guy he ran over? I cannot. So I can't remember his name. But when they said it, I thought, man, that's that sounds really familiar for some reason. Do you remember? Was a it, couple was, years it Barry, back that, was it Barry Hill? That is that the kid with the video where he was wearing the Kansas State shirt and then he took it off and it was a Texas Tech shirt oh, for his commitment no, and then he no, took no. it off and he had the Jayhawk stuff painted yeah, on him. No, it was that kid. It wasn't Barry. It wasn't Barry Hill. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! Circle of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting trucked. Uh, it was a good thing. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. Yeah. No. I mean, Donovan Smith had a. I. I just love watching him play. Another guy that had a really good game. And we've said his name a lot recently. It is uh, Sir Roger Thompson, your boy. He's been killing it. Looking healthy. Looking healthy and looking like he's got some jive in his step again. Hitting, I mean, he's hitting those gaps quick, getting downfield uh, in a hurry. Um, doesn't I say it doesn't seem like he tried to do too much this game. Like he wasn't so worried about, you know, spinning and juking out uh, tacklers, just more so picking up yardage. Yeah. Uh, realizing that he would get plenty of reps to do so. Uh, and I'm here for it, man. I think that Sir Roger Thompson's really kind of... Here's the thing, is that we were... Okay, you got Thompson out for a bit, but Taj Brooks steps up, and you know Xavier White's actually proven to be a pretty good running back as well. Well, then Taj Brooks is out, Brooks is out, and we're like, oh my God, okay, is Thompson getting healthy or not? He's kind of showing a little bit, kind of showing a little bit. And then he comes through, uh, and this is the time that you want Thompson to be healthy. Like, this is... This stretch of games that we got going on, this is when you want a running back that is going to be uh, reliable for sure. Gavin Potter, that's Gavin Potter. Gavin Potter. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh Gavin. Oh, what? A- <laughs> we'll remember you, buddy. The world <laughs> will remember you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I think Sir Roger Thompson played great. He was really ran ran downhill in this game. Uh. Definitely was a you know anytime he got the ball, really was able to go through the through the tackles really well. Um, and, and really kind of did that, was able to stick his foot in the ground and go, right? Yeah. And so he looks, like you said, he looks fully, fully healthy. And that is dangerous for the rest of the Big mm-hmm. 12 defenses uh, for the for the rest of the year. So who do you have as your offensive player of the game? Oh, man. The suspense. I don't know. This, this was a very balanced game for a lot of people. Um, my, offense, my offensive player of the game, the man who came in and surprised – and just did it all for me. I mean, it's Donovan Smith. It really is. Um, I think this game is won in either way, but the way Donovan Smith came in, locked in, made the plays that he was asked to make, uh, and then had a had the truck stick on that kid, it's got to be that. That's easy for me. Going Donovan Smith, huh? So you heard it here first. Jeremy Gillen, leader of the quarterback controversy. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, just, I, I legitimately just joking. Please do not go <laughs> start this. We're not, that's not a Columbia's QB one, but Donovan Smith did have a great game in this game. Um, you know who I'm going to say is my player of the game, and it's more so because I'm glad to have him back. Eric Izukama. Izukama. There it is. I'm, I'm just glad to have him <laughs> back. Like, we have, we have missed him. We haven't really seen him in a, he got, he got that concussion. Um, we haven't really seen him. Uh, Kalen Geiger has really stepped up recently in his absence. But we were kind of waiting to see when when Ezukama would you know show up and and be the guy again, and he's he's back. Had a really good game, five receptions for seventy six yards. Geiger still was involved, all right. He was still there, but it's good to see him. And apparently, Miles Price is the new uh, 
at Percy Harvin. I don't know if you heard that in the broadcast. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> they compared Miles <laughs> Price to, to Percy Harvin. Love love Miles Price. He's great and all, but come on, guys. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> bit much. Mason uh, Tharp getting some receptions. Mason love to Tharp. see our big guys getting some receptions. Even though he uh, came... He, Luckily, it wasn't a fumble. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on big guy. Yeah. You got to catch that I mean, bad boy. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and then Loic getting some receptions. Just, oh, it, it feels you know, good to pass the, the, the spread the love. You mean the fact that Ezukama had five receptions and, and we were actually able to get other receivers involved? Isn't that nice? It's so nice. It feels like it was it was meant to be. <laughs> well, that I mean, that's all I got. I mean, it's, it's Kansas week. I don't really know what else to... <laughs> Tech won by a lot against a inferior opponent, um, so that's that's really. But good teams beat bad teams, so I'm not. You know, look, I know Kansas came in that game it was Kansas homecoming, right? But Kansas <clears throat> circled the Tech game as the one game they could potentially win, so it's not like mm-hmm. Kansas came in thinking we we got this, and Tech shut the door down pretty quickly. So uh, I cannot be mad at it, and good for them. Yeah, we're five and two. Um, that's a better record than Texas. And we that's have true. Same, we got the same conference record as Texas, so you know what? That's it's true. Not so bad, people. That's it's not look, so bad. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you win by one, lose by one, or a thousand. <laughs> Even though we've lost by a thousand twice, uh, we Jeremy's right. We have the same conference record, and we have a better <laughs> overall record than the Texas Longhorns. Uh, surprisingly enough, um, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. I know it does not feel like no. it. No, but but it's right. And for all the betters out there. We have officially eclipsed the over-under of the season. Texas Tech has won five games, and it is October, mid-October. We've won five games. We are one game away from a bowl game, which we haven't gone to. Also, this is the first five-win season for Matt Wells. The previous two, he's won four and six last year, four and eight the year before. This is the first five-win season for Matt Wells. That sounds extremely depressing, but we're... (laughs) By every metric, that's a step in the right direction. That is a step in the right direction. Yes, yes, sir. So, um, a little bit of some Red Raider Roundup. Are you ready? You ready for this, Jeremy? We have a shorter hey, episode this year. <laughs> this week. Let's so curse Red them Raider. all again. Let's get the curse back out there. Go ahead. I guess so. So, we're recording this on Sunday night. Uh, unfortunately, the Texas Tech Red Raider soccer team did lose to 21st ranked West Virginia 2 to nothing in Morgantown. I could have actually went to that game. That's not too far from me. Um, but they did pick up a win earlier this week at Iowa State, winning 2-1. to one. Um, And then a week ago, they also had a tie against Oklahoma State. Uh, so now we're getting the meat of conference season for the soccer team. They are it's, – it's I mean, conference season ain't easy. It ain't easy. But they're still 3-3-1 three, three, and one in conference. I think right now the goal is to get to the NCAA tournament. They were able to beat up the non-con schedule. And so as long yeah. as they kind of keep this route – Big 12 is not easy. Big 12 is a pretty tough conference. So as long as they can keep this up – I think Tech does have a good shot at making the NCAA tournament. Uh, with only two games left in the regular season, home against Kansas and then home against TCU, uh, the the ladies need two dubs, in my opinion. They, yeah. they can't they can't drop either one. Can't Absolutely, just been looking kind of out of form um, outside of the win at Iowa State, which was well won. Uh, it's time just to kind of get you're getting into the you're getting into the Big Twelve championship, and then you're getting to the NCAA. You got to get you got to start clicking again, and you got to get into good form because. In soccer, that kind of stuff carries. Absolutely. Uh, Jeremy is our soccer expert here on the Tortillas and Takes podcast. Um, he plays soccer around 11 o'clock at night in Lubbock every other day. I hate myself. 
So uh, look for him out on the soccer fields around the city of Lubbock. You just look for a weird tatted up white guy. I'm, he'll be, I'm he'll the be one crying. Yeah. <laughs> he'll be around there somewhere. So, All right, Anything else you wanted to say to the people, Jeremy? The season is uh, it's in our hands. I mean, one, two, three, four, five games left on the schedule. Uh, they're all... They're all games. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're, they're winnable. Games. They're all games, guys, and that's a there's a chance somewhere to win, even if it's a point one. It's still a chance. And uh, even if you're if you've checked out a football season, well, baby, let me tell you something. Basketball is knocking on the door. Just had a uh, closed door scrimmage with Wichita State. Apparently, the boys look pretty good. Yeah, actually, you know, glad. Thank you for bringing that up. I uh, they won by what twenty plus. Uh, Kevin McCullough did not play. Terrence Shannon Jr. did not play. Yeah, Juan Twenty Plus. Bryson Williams had a, apparently had a great game in the uh, uh, the not so not so secret scrimmage. Well, listen, Wichita State's not a great team. They're going to be a borderline tournament team this year. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't even know if they'll make the tournament team this year. They're going to be they're going to have a, a down year this year. Uh, but still, I mean, a twenty plus win over an okay, decent you know NCAA team without two starters, two of your best players. Um, yep. Not bad. Not too shabby. None too shabby. I think a lot of these voters, AP voters, that decided not to put Tech in the top 25 are going to be eating their words here pretty soon. I know the rankings haven't come out yet, but Tech's not going to be in the well, top Well, yeah, and Kimpom and Haslametrics already has us uh, firmly in the top 15. I mean, average. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, Kimpom's what really matters. If you're a college Kim basketball Kimpom said, man, I see you, Texas Tech. Yeah, I see no. You. And then Kim we're Pom. two ahead of Texas. Kimpom's. <laughs> Look, look, we'll get to that rant when we do our college <laughs> basketball preview. But yeah. us, like, guys, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm already getting a little riled up on this. The fact that these players have lower rankings, commit to Texas, and all of a sudden, Trey Mitchell's the third best transfer in the yep. in the portal. What the hell? Oh, no, he... <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> the Texas recruiters were like, we, we'd rather have Bryson Williams. Ah, I guess we'll get We'll take Trey Mitchell. Ah, right, anyways. The third best transfer in the portal. Whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Get out of here. Uh, but, yeah, my thing, one last thing that I did forget in our Red Raider roundup. The volleyball team swept Oklahoma at Oklahoma. They're doing good in spite of you, Albie. They're, well, okay, look. All right. They heard, you, is, hear, you hear what he said about our team? Good is relative. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> good is relative. Okay, but – by tech, by Texas Tech volleyball standards, they are having a better season than usual. So I good guess. for them. <laughs> good for them. So they they were able to get that dub at Oklahoma. Um, yeah. So so there's that. Uh, which obviously means, since I said that, they're gonna like literally win every game for the rest of the season because they definitely win in spite of me. There's no question about it. Yeah, um, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So that's all we got. Kansas week. Not too much to talk about. Good win for the Red Raiders. We're five and two, guys. We are five and two with everything in front of us. Um, you got Kansas State next week. And look, Kansas State just got smacked by Iowa State. So uh it's a winnable game. It's a very winnable game. Uh we have said that many times before, though. So uh we will see this Saturday. Preview pod will be coming out later this week. If you want to know li- uh, listen and hear a little bit more about Farmageddon, which was the Kansas State Iowa State game, you gotta be on the you got to make sure to be on the lookout for our Big 12 pod that will also be coming out later this week. Uh, we missed last week, but we'll be back this week to give you great analysis from that boy Germ and I'll be right here. So, 
Speaking for that boy, Germ, this is Albie Shore. You've been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, powered by Guns Up Nation. As always, stay wrecked, people.